So it's when I called I called Rudd during when he was using it for the first time. Uh-huh. And his wife is in the background heckling him because she's like, he's been at this for three hours and he still can't catch fish. <laughs> she's like, he sucks. <laughs> Rudd can't do the forward facing sonar. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it was totally funny. No uh no Chris today. The Disneyland or something, right? He is. I think he's gonna be up. He's in with the all the grandkids. And the wait, wait, weren't we like ten seconds ago, like a long time ago? <laughs> ten seconds ago, a long time ago. Did, is, you're live now. Oh, geez. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're live. Oh, all right. Yeah. You're looking at me. <laughs> Got to look at the camera. Yeah, I'm so confused now with Rafi sitting right there. That we're yeah, we just. All uh, right, so, so should I just sit here and talk to you like this, Rick, now that we have a new so setup? Weird. This it's is going to be, be conf- great. It's yeah. going to be confusing. All right, well, we got a great show for you today. We're, uh, or we think we do. We'll we're, see. We're, 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 we're rolling the dice. Uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit because our guests today are short on time because, as you know, they've got their show, The Aggressively Average Anglers. We're going to get them on board right away. We're going to open the phone lines, and today we're going to talk about, uh, I wanted to go over and look at Rafi again. It's so easy. Just start the show, and let's, we'll, let, well, let's roll. Guys, it's me. I'm back. What's up, party people? We're like, Max, come on. Alright, this is this this show is taking a turn for the <laughs> What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. We got a great show for you today. We're coming to you live from the new I don't know. New for new for me. New for you. Newly That's right. Rafi's in the new room. We basically took over my son's guest house. Or well, my son's house, because yeah. now he's at college, and we're having it redone and painted and set up so that this can be new Monster Bass uh, field office. Yeah, the camera, my camera is going to be a little bit higher once we get everything set up, so yeah. that's going to be fine. Yeah, but uh, we got a great show for you today. We uh, Our guests today are the Aggressively Average Anglers. Oh, before we bring them on, you got to stop looking at me. Uh, before we bring them on, uh, did you bring your net? I didn't. Oh, okay. It's somewhere. We got to... We'll find it at okay. some point. Well, that's our golden ticket prize is a big fish catching net. Yeah. And then uh, we got some other prizes that we're going to figure out how to give away and when and where. Probably the who wins the chat. So let's start rolling with that. And maybe a, uh, a, a caller that's got something cool to say. Can all right. I, that's all I, I got. Can I finish the intro? <laughs> yeah, I want to know though. Why are these combat wipes? All right, like, enough, so enough, swollen. Rafi. All right, <laughs> looks like they're we're short. We're short on time, so let's not waste time with combat wipes, you jackass. <laughs> All right, um, so we're gonna modify the 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 show schedule a little bit today. Normally, we like mm. to roll into PBs. We like to, you know, take care of business, but we're just gonna welcome our guest today. And uh, make sure we get him out on time. Fix, you're going to make sure you give me like a five-minute notice when we got to let him roll? All right. All right, so uh, these guys are friends of the show. They haven't been on in a while. So let's uh, let's just get them on screen. Let's give a big warm welcome to the Aggressively Average Anglers. What's going on, guys? What's, What's up? up? How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. It's been a while. 
you guys were just down in uh, Alabama fishing uh, the knucklehead. How'd that go? It went swell and also not swell at the same time. We'll, we'll say, uh, Paul, like we had expectations up here, yeah. right? But it was like a high pressure cold front situation that sure. struck us and ruined a lot of things for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was still a blast. Like we still caught a ton of fish and we caught on uh, some rigs that we we never throw up here in Michigan. The Alabama rig, the umbrella oh, nice. rig. Like, That's amazing. We don't fit, dude, we were hammering on that on tournament day. The problem was it was numbers, not size. <laughs> so we yeah, kind of struggled with that. We did that was, okay, though. was that your first time you guys fishing on Gunnersville? Yes. I should have called Mikey Balls and gotten the inside. We called scoop. a lot of people. Really? <laughs> like, See, yeah. I don't, we talked to, there were two tournaments, boat tournaments that were happening the same exact day that we were fishing. Yeah. We talked to them after the fact. And they were like, yeah, these fish have been shut down for like four or five days already. And most guys on boats were like, if, I, if we got a bag, we were happy. Regardless of size, it was like, if you caught five fish that hit the limit, you were happy. Um, I was considering that almost all of our guys, with some exceptions, it'd be like four out of the five of each of our team. They were all from the north. So like Maine, Michigan, like definitely north north of Kentucky. Um, We had one guy from Georgia. And I was actually really happy with how, how our teams did because also a lot of them, that was like their first official tournament. And for the vast majority of people on both, both Jeff and my team, that was the first time they'd done it, like fished out of a kayak. Like we had a couple yeah. people who were bank fishermen <laughs> that qualified because they opened up to bank fishermen. It's the first time they fished in a kayak. So when we pre-fished on Friday, there were batteries dying. People didn't oh, have yeah. safety flags. They were like trying to figure <laughs> out to zip up their PFDs. And I'm making this as a joke, but like they actually fished really well considering the conditions. So like my team, we've, we've, we placed 10th out of 17th. Now it sounds bad, but we had one guy who wasn't able to get a qualifying fish. If we had a qualifying fish, just that one zero goes to a 15 or a 13. My team's either in fourth or third. Wow. So like, I was actually really happy with how both of our teams did. Uh, and then in pre, in the, it's a in pretty the, tight, before, tight contest. It was, oh, it was. For $10,000 prize. Tight. Like it was legit. And then, uh, Daniel Pierce on Jeff's team. We had a couple of guys, a lot of our team actually, Three out of all the fish we caught were over the 20 inch, 20 inch mark. So like it's pretty sizable fish and compared to the field, like actually really good. So considering we had a lot of guys from North, never been on a lake that big. A lot of guys never been in a kayak. I was like, dude, these, our teams are crushing it. Well, I'll I'll throw this out there too. Like congrats to Daniel Pierce, who was on my team. He got a a 22 incher, which stood as the biggest fish of the weekend. So like he fourth time in a kayak, fourth time in a kayak. 22 incher. So like the way it played out is if you got into, it seemed people got into numbers, biggest fish, 17, 18 inches, people who got into like two, three fish, you're catching giants. Like, so it was just hunting out those giants. We thought we were hunting out the giants. We were throwing the the A rig. We're like, oh, this is a big fish rig. Like this'll do it. This'll definitely work. And we just kept catching. We were just waiting to pull out that big one. And it just never happened. Uh, for Paul and I, at least, there was definitely some guys out there who were hammering some bigs. Man, it was a blast though. I had a lot of fun. Uh, good community, lots of cool people. We got to hang Great out. Great to with meet everyone. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, you, that, you, that, you, like, glossed, you glossed over like the disaster part. 
What was the disaster? Oh, the part where I broke my boat, duct taped it back together, and then did a tournament in it. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Oh, uh, so that sounds terrible. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't duct tape. It was gorilla tape. It was like, gorilla tape. I'm is, sorry. This is gorilla tape's victory. Gorilla tape. TM. Uh, so yeah, like oh my God, Friday. What's that, what's that special spray that nobody has Flex ever? Re- yeah. We actually had a guy use Flex Seal because he had a hole in his boat and almost drowned himself the day before. So I'm telling you, I tell you, first time in a kayak for a lot of people or like first time fishing, like everything that could have happened happened. It was unreal. Okay, so he was he he, and I quote, he goes, "I was puckered up all the way back to shore." (laughs) He found out he had four inches of water in his kayak and he's trying to paddle, not pedal, paddle back. Ooh, and then he Flex Sealed and he epoxied it. But yeah, like sure the the. The turning mechanism of my Hobie Pro Angler broke, so I couldn't like turn very well. I had to use the the rudder on the Pro Angler is terrible. Like mm-hmm. it's the widest turn in the universe, uh, but I couldn't do the 360 stuff. So holding spots was really tough and I don't have a motor on it. So I had mm-hmm. like a paddle with me, I would, like half paddle. I would pedal to go a distance, but I had the, the drive wrapped in Gorilla Tape so that it wouldn't turn on me. Uh, because at pre-fish when it broke, I was stuck doing circles. I could only go left, like Derek Zoolander. Not an Ambi Turner. Uh, I was <laughs> not an Ambi Turner. So did, I had to like right. circle in the shore. You're like you're like the Zoolander of the kayaking world. 100%. Exactly. I was nice. doing concentric circles to get back to shore. It was a disaster. But we made it work. Nice. And we caught fish. So yeah. Love it. Love it. And it all was for a good cause, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, supporting some veterans and, and some of the things that they go through. Uh, it was really great. Mm-hmm. We did it on, obviously, Veterans Day weekend uh, with a lot of folks who were <clears throat> on our teams in the military or have uh, military experience. So it was it was fantastic. And, um, you know, everyone was really on the way out. Everyone's like, see you next year. Like, <laughs> nice. kind of like your kid after Halloween. Like, what are you going to be? Yeah. I'm this year for Halloween this and next year I'll be that. And you're like, yeah, you got yeah. 364 days to figure it out my dude i love it i love it all right so so uh today we're talking about uh, the release of a new product and um this is a product that uh you know is probably no secret i think everyone here knows that uh we work together uh to create uh an ultralight rod um now was this when 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 the idea uh for creating an ultralight an ultralight rod came to be was it just out of your love for finesse fishing? Was it the need to fill a need that just wasn't there? Take take me through the thought process uh, about the rod. Yeah. Uh, this one was actually super easy. So you guys yep. did your rod release, and we looked at the lineup, and we, were, we saw the two spinning setups and the six or whatever it is, uh, bait casting setups. And Jeff and I, that year, like the whole year, and we talked about this the whole year, the year before we had started getting into ultralight fishing and we were just kind of feeling our way through it. But then the second year, so like last year, we went all in and it became like, not not like a crutch, but like I always had the ultralight in the boat. It replaced other rods that I always carry Mm. in a limited assortment in my kayak, but it was, now it's always there because if you're having a tough day, if you're not having fun, uh, if you see fish on graph, but you can't figure what figure out what they are, all of a sudden you're grabbing the ultralight to be like, can I catch something? Are they chasing fish? Do, do they want a bright color, dark color? And you can catch a ton of fish. We also do a ton of river fishing and we're always taking the ultralight because it's a ton of fun, but you catch just like way more. And a lot of times bigger fish in a creek or a stream or a wet waiting situation. So 
we looked at the lineup and we actually were on this show and Jeff and I had talked about it, like, do mm-hmm. you need to get an ultralight rod? Because like, I want to put, I want to put more fishing is supposed to be fun. Like that's the whole point. And the whole thing for us was like, this is the most fun that you can have, like in a guaranteed situation. And I was like, we, we asked monster Rest has to offer this. So we conned you into it onto the show. We put you on the spot. We're like, you don't have an ultralight rod. Let us design one for you. And you didn't say no, which was pretty cool. So here we are a year later and it's, uh, and it's coming out. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So uh, I don't actually have one in front of me. I'm holding uh, one. We both have one. Right here. So I got one rigged. Right. Oh, oh nice. It Look just, at that. It, it just, uh, yeah, Rick, I got one too. Why, huh. why do you not have one? <laughs> Robbie, <laughs> you <know>. where's yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to show up on the webcams, but we got, there you go. There's the MB. Oh, can I, can I get to it in the office here? Oh my gosh, there's the aggressively average anglers logo so close, right there. So close. It's it's not happening. Logo, maybe. Sort of. No, nah, not really. It's the lighting. It shows up like Anyways. garbage on webcam. <laughs> All right, so I mean it does no justice, but we made videos about it and uh Paul just did a longer version that should be on the on the channel here pretty soon. And we've done some shorts. Yeah, yeah. Uh but um, your channel and our our channel as well. So so take me through oh. All right, we can do one of two things. You know, we, we, we designed this in conjunction with Will Stewart, who helped us design mm-hmm. the, uh, the Lunker Sticks, the first round. And we worked with him on this as well. Um, do we want to get him on the phone and talk about this? Because I'd, I'd love to learn more about what the design process looked like, how you guys gave him feedback, and, and, and that, so that we can go through it and give the audience some, an opportunity to hear more about that. So... Yeah, we want to try and get him on the phone, Rafi. Yeah, I'm going to try and connect to him. Um, But also, like, while we're waiting, so we're not just sitting around (laughs) listening to the phone ring. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Burley and Paul, you guys, I I don't want to say you were a little surprised, but you were kind of like, this was pretty new to you, right? Because it wasn't like leaning on Will for every single design element, and it wasn't slapping your logo on a finished product. Like, you were actually out there, like, kind of, taking measurements of like the bend of the rod and all these weird things. It was a pretty hands-on experience for you guys, wasn't it? We do exactly what we wanted. Jeff and I had like, we, it was hard to express and that's where like Will's expertise certainly came in and he consulted Mm -hmm. on basically our original idea. He was, he helped us refine it. Uh, But we knew exactly what we wanted as far as action uh grip comfort and then a couple of the key features that actually still ended up on the rod i'm looking at the rod tip right now specifically but when we were when we asked you we jeff and i knew exactly what we wanted like right off the bat and i think i hear will yeah i think i hear him too hello yep i'm here yep i'm here will what's going on man not much how you doing doing pretty good doing pretty good are you at home or are you driving the car i am at home all right. Oh, I have my, yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you know, we're talking about the ultralight rod and, uh, we were going to have the guys kind of walk through the process with you that we went through and what it took to design this rod. Um, because it wasn't like we just took, uh, you know, a factory blank and, and slapped a bunch of logos on it. Uh, this was a process unlike, any I've ever been a part of and 
you know, as as a guy just watching from the sidelines, it was pretty interesting to to watch the back and forth as to what you guys went through to get to a finished product. So why don't we uh, why don't we take a you know, Paul, you've got one in your hand, or Jeff, you've got one in your hand. Why don't why don't we uh, now that we've got Will, why don't we talk about like you know, you guys said you knew exactly what it was you wanted. So how did, how did this get communicated to Will? And then what were, what were some of the process that you guys went through? <laughs> Paul. Paul. My son is having a really bad right. thing on the show. He's, he's like six feet from me. And he's having Get him on the show. <laughs> Bring him on. Yeah, who cares? You don't it's want a family that. show. Let's see if yeah. that rod works. Reel him in. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> So when we so when we designed this rod, the first thing that we knew was going to be a problem. Well, the thing we the thing we knew that we wanted was like an action that was designed for open hook jigs. Like it, it's a crankbait rod. Like you can definitely do it because ultralight rods inherently are like really soft. But we knew we wanted something that excelled with open hook jigs. Jeff and I found that it's the most versatile way to catch the most amount of fish. And again, it's like all about having fun. We also knew the exact spec, like the exact weight that we wanted this to be like super successful at, which was one thirty second of an ounce to one sixteenth of an ounce. That's where like that sweet spot is for actual like real ultralight, not light fishing. I think a lot of people, when they think about ultralight, they're thinking about it in terms of like a bait caster. And what they're actually thinking in their head is light. They're thinking one eighth of an ounce somewhere in that range, not mm -hmm. like half that. And so we knew exactly what we wanted and we wanted something that had a little bit more backbone than like a lot of the ultralight rods that are out there. Cause a lot of the ultralight rods, they get, they have to get more whippy in order to cast like the super light, the super light lures, but what you lose is hook setting power. And so when you want to catch like a, a personal best bass, like I've caught a lot of like surprising amount of my personal best smallmouth have come on an ultralight rod in open water on one of these open hooks. And when you set the hook on one of those big fish, like you need some backbone, even to drive those little hooks home. So we knew exactly what we wanted. And what happened was we told, we, we, we talked to Will on the, you know, over a, a video call, we kind of explained to him what we wanted. And he was like, why don't we throw something together? We'll, we'll kind of do our best to hit the weight range that you want. And then he sent us over a blank and we waited, you know, for everything to get put together for a blank, he sent it over. Jeff and I took it out to test and we were like, it, it was like 15% heavier than like stiff. stiffer faster than what we yep. wanted and we were like how do we get that dialed and that's where things got kind of crazy so then we started we were like <laughs> well what's the best way to communicate like how to slow the rod down like a little bit like make it a little bit more moderate than what it currently is like, without going too far and that was like i didn't know how to communicate that i right. thought i had no idea and then will was like idiot stop doing it the way you're doing it. this is useless <laughs> for me and the factory could you please speak like an adult and so he like gave us really clear guidelines. and like, here's how you communicate what you need. So then I screwed it up like three times. And eventually yeah. this was like the most serendipitous thing. I, I shot him an email. He had been waiting for feedback from me. I shot him an email. It was like 11 PM at night. And he was like, I'm, I'm awake right now. I will basically have a conversation with you via email. And he was just telling me exactly what to do. So what I did was I took everything off the, oh, I took everything, but uh, the reel off the rod. So I got everything like open. I had a braided setup. I looked at the action uh, of a different rod that was close to what we wanted. I took measurements the way that he wanted it. And then I had to like change the weights to, and I used like a scale, like a digital scale to get the exact weight, to get the exact bend that I wanted at the exact point in the rod. And then I sent him all that information. And we basically went back and forth for like three or four hours 
over email from like 11 o'clock to like two in the morning. And we got ultimately that, that conversation via email got us to the action that we wanted, which was like by far the most important thing. Like when we talked to you, we were like, there's a lot of stuff that is like, okay, if we can't change, there's one thing that we absolutely can't compromise on. And it was action. Like if we couldn't dial the action we wanted, it wasn't going to work. And so like that conversation and Will's expertise, like eventually helped us get there. It was pretty sweet. All right. So Will, tell me, tell, yeah. tell me how difficult this was dealing with us on this. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always difficult when you're going for a new blank, right? So anytime that you're having to design a blank from scratch, a particular action, you know, and you don't have a specific, you know, like sample that you can use and just say, copy this. Um, it always takes a little bit of trial and error. But, I mean, luckily, you know, these guys knew what they wanted. They were pretty close to that. And then once we got the communication aspect down, it, it's fairly easy because just, it's, you know, 10 to 12 years of experience for me doing it. So it's just a matter of once we are all talking on the same page and I know what he wants, then it's just a matter of me telling the factory how to do it. And then boom, it, it gets done. So um, was it the easiest? rods that i've ever helped design and work with no but it's also too wasn't wasn't impossible but uh these guys you know they definitely wanted specific things and once once we knew once we were able to communicate that we were able to create a quality blank that has the exact action that those guys wanted in, in the rod spec they were trying to design and we got our done. Amazing, amazing. All right, so for those of you that are sitting at home we just put the web address up on the screen it's monsterbass.com slash aaa and uh, we, so if you want to check out the rod and we got a show special for you, you get 20, you can save 20% off if you use the code that's up on the screen um, today. Uh, so will, if you can. So Paul comes yeah. back and he gives you his notes and he says, I need this action to be blank, whatever it is. T- take me through what kind of changes you're making to a blank in order to deliver that. Yeah, so basically what you're doing is you're, so as a rod, like the rod will say 40 ton or it'll say 30 ton or it'll say 50 ton, but it's, it's not that throughout the entire rod, right? So rods aren't built with one single tonnage from, from butt to tip, right? They are, it's a, it's a gradient, you know, if you think of gradients of colors of different tonnages in order to get the action that you wanted to do. So once you get a certain deflection, it's simply altering that gradient. So if you're, if you're, uh, taking a slider and you're kind of going from, you know, less black to more white and you're just kind of sliding that lever down the blank in order to get the particular bend that you want. So your average guy, the angler, they know what they want in a rod and how they want to perform, but they don't necessarily understand the technical aspect of how that blank is designed, constructed, and all of those things. And so, it, it, you know, it takes uh, somebody with that experience and or an engineering degree to do that i don't have an engineering degree but i definitely have the experience so it's just a matter of of adjusting that that tonnage and so that's why you know there's like we do a special superior mix that is you know exclusive to to me and myself the way that i design particular blanks you know for monster bass is nobody else is using that particular ratio and so knowing how that ratio can be adjusted to get different blanks is how we get the sensitivity the durability and the efficiency of 
you know, all of the monsters after us. And, and, and when you guys were designing this, like I was watching you guys make changes to everything from the location and the size of the guides. Um, yeah, we changed. So we took the initial design and we, this, this first islet, we knew, I knew that that was like right. The second I saw the first route, I was like, that's going to be a problem for an ultralight. And the way that you cast an open hook jig versus like a, a crankbait, like a crankbait, you would want a bigger opening as your first one with an open hook you want something a little bit smaller so we had to downsize the first and second guide we will how long did you jeff and i argue over this uh the hook keeper we went back and forth for like three hours on the hook keeper alone um i think we we gave up will doesn't like hook keepers (laughs) yeah no well that's what we learned what's that what's that will hello I think he just said he hates hook keepers. He does not. Do I, didn't, hook I did not hang yeah, up on him. Like <laughs> yeah, because don't. I thought the the Japanese market doesn't like hook keepers, right? They they want everything off it that's going to take away potentially from sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if it's everything that you wrap or strap onto rod blank is going to take away from the sensitivity that you can feel in your hand, and and a hook keeper. Um, especially because of the way modern hook keepers are designed, they're not flat like a, a guide foot. So they tend to put a pressure point on the blank itself. And if you're going to get a break below the stripper guide, which is that first guide from the real seat, um, it usually happens right where that hook keeper is tied on. So uh, we had to make sure that that didn't happen. So we made sure, you know, we double wrap those to make sure that that is, is not a, an issue on this one. This is like the stuff that I loved learning from, from Will, from the calls that we had with him. Cause initially I want to point this out to everybody. Initially, this whole dang rod was purple, the whole yes. dang thing. And yeah. Will, Will yeah. was like, not on your life, bud. <laughs> yeah, over we my like, dead okay. body, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, my bad, my bad. And that's where we learned about like sensitivity dealing with like paint and like, you know, the more uh, things that you're adding on to there. So all of that stuff changed. And then also like all the rings of color on there, we had to decide like the accents. Uh, Paul had to go on to a special color website to get the exact sure color of chartreuse and purple that we were looking for. We went back and forth on that. And then we wound up with what we got, but yeah, it's, it's such an interesting process. There's so much more to it than you would think if you've never made a rod before, obviously. And it's not like we would look at a rod on the shelf and be like, oh, wow, nothing went into that. Yeah. There's a lot of the work that goes into it. You just don't like think about it till you talk to somebody who has Will's experience and really get to understand it. There we go. There's the logo. The color scheme on this thing is so slick. Like, it's the yeah. all black. It's like the, the Vader rod with all this, like with the purple accents. Check out even on the inside of the real seat. Awesome. And Chartreuse then uh, logo this, for MB. One, this is the one right here. This was, yeah. there it is. And it doesn't show up just because of the lighting, but dude, it, it looks so pretty slick. Good. Like this thing looks yeah. freaking awesome. That was a big, that was actually the other, other, that was like the number two thing that we were like, we got to have this too. Like This is the must have, like we have yeah. to have, the colors so that was that the was accents. awesome and i remember getting the first well, rendering and i was like we did it yeah and, and then like the last thing we we tried not to settle on with will and we probably fought with him a little too hard for it was the tip so the the tip oh, yeah. being chartreuse just is if just, just the, the tip. 
tip nothing it, else. that's the only thing we got away with painting so if you guys are familiar with ice fishing like a lot of times in ice fishing you're going to use like a, a highlighted tip for the rod uh tons and tons of rods out there do it and it's just a sensitivity bite so along with having high vis braid for example as your backer on your spinning reel for this setup you're going to have that chartreuse tip so when you get a bite you get those sensitive bites from maybe potentially a little fish or like just fish that are a little more uh finicky to give you a little sensitive bite like you can you can see that so you know exactly what to do other benefit like when we were talking about waiting uh we love throwing like chartreuse jigs or white jigs or whatever like the purpose of that is you can kind of see it just disappear when it gets sipped up by a fish uh so you know when to set the hook so yeah it was one of the things that we wanted i know will was like bro stop painting this rod uh but we wound up where we wound up and it still functions really well so that's really good yeah nice what other uh talk to me about the split grip it looks awfully small to me Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, we we shortened weight. that. Okay. That was after the the first iteration that we got back was a longer butt section there, and we were comparing it to uh, a few different rods, other brands that we've enjoyed over the years for ultralight, and we were also considering a couple of things: kayak fishing, uh, as well as wading in close quarters. So if you got a choked out river, choked out creek, like you don't want more than six feet. You know, even even potentially shorter. The reason it's not longer than six feet is for creek fishing essentially uh but as far as like kayak fishing whenever you have that longer butt section like you're just constantly hitting yourself hitting your life jacket hitting mm -hmm. the your seat of the kayak so kayak fishermen especially love the shorter uh section of that of that rod uh so that that makes a big difference but yeah the first one we got a bit long and we noticed right away out on the water we we're like oh like we gotta trim this it was up. that and, and the overall length so you're losing yeah. The fishability, the fishing section of the rod, you're losing mm -hmm. some of that length to the butt. So when you get a six foot rod, but nine or ten inches of it is all in the in the butt section, weird right. sentence, but still factual. Um, <laughs> you know, well, by shortening it, we gave it a little. We gave the fishing section exactly what we wanted because I knew how much mm -hmm. of actual fishing, like fishable fishing rod, I wanted, and that's how we got to that that magic number. Amazing. Well, uh, I think we should. Uh, we should give a shout out to Marty, Marty Lawson. Marty Lawson just bought one of these rods. Yeah, and, Marty. Uh, What's up, dude? Awesome. Oh, no. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Yeah, thank you, brother. I can't tell. It means a lot. And if anybody, well, when everyone gets these, if I don't see pictures of these on the internet, I'm going to be furious. Like when you get one, the and, first thing you got to do is like tag us in it. Because I'm like so stoked. To rock in these. I will be enraged. Christian, if Aguilar. you don't show show the dinks that you catch immediately and tag us, yes. we're gonna be you so better. upset. <laughs> oh, you know, man. I'm, you can catch giants. I'm, I'm always amazed when people like place e-commerce orders, and I look at their mm -hmm. addresses. I don't want to call people out, but man, how this do you... is about Marty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's people, are, like, are we about it, to it's break it's some people, privacy laws? I don't want to call Marty out, <laughs> right? But, right. Uh, yeah, don't talk to him. We got Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't need up, to give out his address. Pull it up on Zillow <laughs> so Fix could put it yeah, on yeah, the screen. Yeah. Another shout out to Christian Aguilar. He just bought an uh, an ultralight rod. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's um, Christian's awesome. I love it. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Just two really quick, just like that. So, um, 
Again, if you're tuning in, we're hanging out with the aggressively average anglers. We got Will Stewart, the rod designer, on the call. And uh, we are talking about the new ultralight rod. If you're curious about it, monsterbass.com slash triple A. And it'll take you right to the page. And there's a show special 20% off if you use code AAA20. Um, all right. So besides designing it, what else did we do? Like what other features are on this rod in terms of, of something that's different than what you've seen elsewhere that you had to have? One thing I would say the biggest thing was uh, total value. So we kind of, we had to argue about and make sure that we got the retail at the right spot. So for us, this needed to be under a hundred bucks, but it needed to have more than a hundred dollars of value. So the silicon carbide, the inserts, that was a big one for us, especially for a river fisherman. You want to see those hard inserts because those wet wading and kayak fishing, you bang these around, you bang these around not only in another truck, but on the deck of the boat and certainly on rocks and stuff as you are changing line, climbing in and out of the bank and that sort of thing. They go through a little more abuse. They also get like grit and stuff inside mm. in between like the line and the guide. And so having a really hard, reliable guide was a big deal for us. Um, so that was a huge one. Having Fuji kind of be the baseline for a lot of this was really important too. Something that one people are used to, but two is really reliable, super high quality. Mm. Also on both the guides and the uh, and the grip. The other thing too that we were pleasantly surprised about. I put a one thousand size rod on this to get the balance point, and I don't have my reel on it right now. But the balance point is actually a little bit closer, and this just happened to work out like perfectly when we designed it. But it would have been a point of contention for us. See how the Jeff has his finger <laughs> on like a little bit behind the, the that screw nut, that the locking nut that, comes, yeah. that screws yeah. down. Usually right they're a little bit more towards the rod tip section. Mm -hmm. When you have them back towards the reel seat, the balance point of an ultralight rod, what you actually get is a lot of control, like more feeling of control over the entire rod. And you're hmm. doing these like, especially in the stream, <clears throat> you're doing these like little dink and dunk casts. Like sometimes you're just like pitching and flipping with these really micro lures. Like you don't feel the rod load all the time when you're throwing one sixty fourth of an ounce or one thirty second of an ounce. So having that amount of control over the rod because the balance points like closer to your wrist actually is like super nice on an mm. ultralight rod. So those are some of the things that were like, I mean, we're just worked out great. Cork grip, getting that for under ninety bucks or for under a hundred, <clears throat> under a hundred bucks, is huge. Stuff like and that, also like the, the all that, the the locking nut too. Like typically under 100 but even sometimes like 200 dollars rods which frustrates us to no ends you get like that just stock uh basic locking nut for your plastic little grippy plastic, plastic piece of trash at the top mm. looks horrible so this matches the rest of the the lunker stick lineup which is really cool so it's got that really nice locking nut above the real seat uh and this is like that that reel is locked down it's not moving at all but it matters because like this is how you hold a fishing rod 99% mm -hmm. of people are grabbing a fishing rod with like the the that neck of the reel in between the, either here or here. And so you're actually holding most of the rod like right here. So this actually is like supposed to be the most comfortable part of yep. the rod. No one fishes like this. Like it just doesn't happen where mm -hmm. the whole reel is right here. It just doesn't happen. So this is nice. You're getting the palm of your hand is resting right here. Then all of your fingers and where the sensitivity is, it's all right here. And that's why this Fuji reel seat made we that's you guys made a great choice um because it is I one of the most the comfortable choice. ones out there <laughs> i made no choices will um, made a great choice <laughs> yeah. okay no, Rafi, you saw that, made a right? choice. Yeah, I mean, sure 
Rafi, you saw that, right? And like you guys said, uh, the the balance point didn't happen by happenstance. That was intentional. <laughs> that's the way all routes should be built. Um, that's where we have. That's where we, I have them set them up all the time. So, and that's why you use different components. You know the weight of the blank. Uh, you know how much those components are going to weigh, and you know where that balance point should uh, come out. So uh, that's just an automatic default for me on any of the routes that I design. That balance point is as close to the real field as possible. So. And that's why that was going to be my biggest point of concern. Like when that, when you designed that without telling me, you gave me anxiety that I didn't need because I was so worried about having to try and give feedback on that part of it that I was like, well, thank God this thing worked out perfectly. And we, we get actually one of the questions we get by far the most often, uh, even before this rod went on sale was what rod, what reel should I use for this rod? And like, my answer to you guys is going to be whatever you can fit within your budget, certainly, but a, either a 1,000 size or a yeah, 500 size trying, reel is going to be perfect for this. Do not go above that. The balance <clears throat> point for a 1,000, I think, is absolutely perfect. It works well with 500, too, but like that's the right spool size for the, the fish you're going to target and the line you're going to use, yep. um, The uh, especially for this size guide. This is all designed to work with a 500 size or 1,000 size reel at the at the upper end, so... If you guys yep. are looking, that's that's what you need to be looking for. Okay. Uh, I just want to comment. Uh, for everybody that's blowing up my phone, uh, you, the phone lines are open. Uh, asking me while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> call in and ask these guys for questions. Um, I also want to say, I also want to say uh, thank you to We're T-Rex. There. T-Rex actually ordered two yes. of the rods. Nice. Uh, Mike Barton. Thank you. Uh, he just ordered one. Uh, Corey True. As a thank so you, sick. maybe we should send uh, T Rex the super bloated, puffy <laughs> combat wives. I don't yeah. know why. Like, could these this go very bad? Suspect. No, no. They, they what, sent me what cases. Makes them, they don't go good. So they uh, like we're at sea level. This shouldn't happen. Open it up. <laughs> no. Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did I did we miss anything in terms of what went into the design or or anything about the blank? Because it's a so it's a thirty ton blank. Uh, it's some part of the broad blank because it's a gradient from what I just learned. Um, what else? What, yeah, so the majority of it's going to have from the from the butt sec- end of the butt section to probably about the first circle guy is probably going to be consistently about thirty ton, and then they, they, it'll get lower as it goes up and that's because that's how you get flex so with with rods that are a little bit more have a little bit more of a parabolic curve you're going to probably drop a little bit towards the tip um as far as tonnage is concerned but that's how you get that action down um, at 30 ton you don't have to do a lot because 30 ton is pretty pliable so um you may you may drop down you know two to four tons so you know maybe down to 28 maybe mm. down to 26 at the very very tip depends on how soft it is um, but for the most part, it pretty much stays the same around that, that point, but it's just a matter of shifting that gradient and where you get to. And that's the way that all rods are made in practice. Um, but we do it a special mixture. Like I said, we run a spine of 30 all the way to the tip, but we, it's, it's mixed in with a 28 and 26. So you still get the sensitivity of a 30 ton all the way to the tip. Um, but you get that durability and, and, and action that you need out of those lower tonnages to get to the 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 bend or the particular you know uh power that you want out of that rod so um, it's a special mix that's exclusive to me 
Uh, so I can't give away all my secrets on air. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what makes them special. They're, they're far more sensitive when you compare them to other 30 ton rods. Like if you were to take another 30 ton rod from, from another brand and compare them side by side, uh, you'll find that, that ones that come from monster bass are a little bit more sensitive, probably get 20 to 30% more sensitive than other rods at that same tonnage rating. Amazing. I love that. I love that. Why don't we, uh, we got a couple guys on the line. Why don't we, uh, why don't we take a call and uh, see what they have to say? All right. Here's someone who has not called in for a while. So I need to be very careful with my fingers. Why? Because <laughs> he's been hanging up on I've been a lot hanging of up on all oh. of our callers. And so now nobody's calling in because they're just afraid that I'm going to hang up on them. So I need to be really careful. No, no, this I wasn't isn't sure a, if it was related to the no, no, no. This is not. not related to a butt to tip to grip conversation it, or whatever it. you guys have been talking about. I've been tuning you out because right, it right. sounds weird. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, oh yeah, we sound weird. <laughs> uh, go ahead, caller. You got questions about the butt to tip to grip? <laughs> there he is. Yeah, you know, I watch your channel quite a bit. This is T Rex. Um. What's no, up, I just wanted—I just wanted to comment that I really love the color, the color scheme on it. Uh, I actually ordered one for me and one for my wife because I'm trying to get her into fishing, and she always complains about the fishing poles being too heavy, and she doesn't like it. She wants a shorter one, so I actually ordered one of those for her. Amazing! So I get tired That's of awesome, sitting on a boat, man. not not fishing. So good! Heck yeah! We'd be so happy. That's what the rod's yeah, for. Guys, we want to get people into you fishing. Guys do, yeah. You guys did a great job, and it looks really well, and uh, I'm very impressed. Thanks. Thank you. Mostly Will, and then Paul, yeah. and then me, and then Rick somewhere, and then Rafi, I guess. In, a, in, a, in that order. <laughs> 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 Thanks, man. Really appreciate that. So how you been, T-Rex? Good, just staying busy, fishing, took the boat out on Monday, had a little dink festival. Uh, Does that have to do with, is that on the boat or under the boat? (laughs) (laughs) The dink fest. How's that? All around the the boat, because I was, yeah, I was by myself, so. I have dink fest uh, on my own. I also have dink fest by myself all the time. How's your dog? Yeah. My dog is actually very, very well. Good. He's doing great. Uh, what happened to his dog? But, you know, for some reason, my neighbor's not talking to me, so. Mm-hmm. What, I what still, happened? I, I still think that dog. was what happened. We, but Yeah, we, we don't know. Well, T-Rex, do you want to share the story instead of me while you're you listening to. to the thing yeah, that I'll happened tell to I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it quick. Um, I wasn't on the show last week because... Or, or listen to the show because I was actually at the vet. Uh, somebody poisoned my German Shepherd, and I believe that it's my neighbor two houses down because me and him got into it, and then all of a sudden, the next day, my dog's sick. So I can't prove nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched my cameras and everything. I didn't see nothing, but damn, sorry, just, man. That's know, grounds for I, I take her out. She... Oh yeah, well. <laughs> Jeez, I have to man. behave because, uh, yeah, my uh, my wife don't want me to end up in jail. 
Well, we don't want you to end up in jail either. And at 52, I I really don't want to end up in jail. Yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, man. Most people have been dead in mine. Mine consists of me driving my four-wheel drive through the house. Wait. Jeez. (laughs) Or standing in my front yard throwing a a lure at him, hitting him with the... uh, with a great big Ragnar around his neck, get him a little piercing. <laughs> right on. That'll do it. That's not. A, that's it. not a little piercing. Hey, that's a Ragnar. Is that Ragnar? You you realize these are public documented threats, right? Well, as long as he doesn't do those specific things. <laughs> Promises, <laughs> baby. <laughs> it's all good. So, all right. but yeah. I'm not a violent person. I'm not a violent person anyway, but not yet. It just pisses me off that somebody would would get mad because my dog barked at him. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, but whatever. Don't be a suspect person and dogs won't bark at you. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I you know what? what? That's right. It's a lot that's like a really problem. Like, <laughs> I don't get barked at. Nice. I don't get burned yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, not out of the house anyway. Am I right, Paul? High five. Yeah, exactly. I just carry steak right, in my right. pockets. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. I have, I have a lot better things I could spend $800 on instead of a vet bill. Yeah, gas Facts. station slot machines. Yeah. All right, T-Rex, listen, man. Hey, I, I, actually, I yeah. actually did hit the gas station this morning. Yeah, let me get off here before Rocky was, hangs up on me. Yeah, but, I was uh, trying Rick, to say. I did want to let you know since I haven't had a ch- Yeah. Before uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you, but while I was at the uh, the uh, U.S. Open, uh, I actually had one of the pros pick up one of your rods that I had a jerk bait tied to, and he really liked it. Nice. So just wanted to pass awesome. that along. Appreciate that, man. Oh. So, all right. Well, Thank you guys you, have a good one, and uh, yeah, Paul, thanks for coming on, Rafi. Rick, y'all have a great day. And if I don't talk to you guys, have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, thanks for your support of the rod. Yeah, appreciate you. All right, who else we got? Who else we got? We got about four minutes before we got to roll these guys. (laughs) They got to be a quick talker. Hey, guys. Who's this? Oh, it's Marty the Party. I can tell already. Marty. Marty. You got three minutes. Yeah. Hey, be, be, all right. Being that these guys got to leave, uh, I've seen some stuff in the chat. They're asking about the specs on the rod. Like, what's what's the recommended uh, pound test for fluorocarbon? And then I I want to know what what reel do you guys uh, pair with that right now? Yeah. So first of all, the line it's two to ten pound. Uh, you can. I mean, pretty much we're going to be running like two to six. I don't, I don't really intend on going higher than that. Uh, so six, it's going to be like grade, two of, two yeah, yeah. I, ideally, yeah. yeah, two, two to six pound uh, braid is the backer to the fluorocarbon. You go two to four pound leader on that. Uh, and I would go for like the ultralight braid. If you can, if you can get like four strands, that would be ideal. Uh, lures, we're looking at 132 to 116, like we talked about. And then reels, uh, Paul has one version. I've got another one. The one Paul's holding, uh, mm. is that the Samar or the Fuego, bud? This is the Daiwa Fuego. This is like That's the, going on sale the, for the Black more, Friday. Yeah, it's on sale right now. It's the more bougie option. 
Uh, but it's yeah. not that expensive. They're like a hundred bucks normally. So this is if you can get this on sale right now for like a Black Friday or whatever's going on. This is a awesome one. Get the one uh, thousand D. So that's the one that you want. Yeah. And then uh, or, if you want to go <laughs> slightly higher end, there's this one. That's the ITX from Akuma. Also a 1000 size. We, we've found like the 1000 size is really, really comfortable on this. Uh, what? <laughs> you talking fights about bigger that fish. Yeah, fights bigger yes. fish, which we love. This one's in the 145-ish dollar range, mm -hmm. depending on where you go to get it. It's got a lot more premium features. It's got a really nice drag. I've caught catfish, huge smallmouth, and a lot of freshwater drum aka a sheep's head depending on where you live uh on this reel specifically so i have a lot of faith in this the cheapest yep. one that i would recommend that i think is the most value by far um yep. would actually be the okuma saimar it is it's unreal 50 to 60 bucks uh it will handle anything literally you I'll can even get the day. hd edition if you want to but like the base level saimar we've been running for a while on ultralights uh so it's Here the c10 the C10, yep. is it? Or the C20? C20 is the 1,000. This is the, the smaller one. This is the 500 size. Um, mm -hmm. This thing is a freaking beast. And they also have a bait feeder option. There's like a switch here at the back. So if you're a big live bait fisherman, uh, you can certainly run with that. But just get the cheap, <sighs> get the $50 one. C20, Simar. This thing is a, a monster and, and by far the best value, like the lowest price that, that there is. And guys, on the, uh, on the rod, where do you mount the forward-facing sonar? Yeah, that, uh, that comes back for us, so that comes. Well, it's about two. Is that, two is that included? <laughs> hey, hey, Rafi, I got one question for you. Oh no, we got one yeah. minute. So can you, uh, you're all right. You're sitting real close to Rick, and you smell his feet because you know he's not wearing any shoes. He's not wearing <laughs> you can any see shoes. The, the dogs are the dogs. Put those dogs away. That's, so that's only Finn's content, so bro. You my, that my wife <laughs> for the that. my wife for the last two weeks has got me on a special diet, and it's not smelling Rick's feet that any of us are worried about, Marty. Not at all. <laughs> uh, okay. In fact, I so, wish right. I could hey, smell listen, Rick's uh, feet. T Rex T Rex mentioned monster bass cares. I really appreciate that. T Rex in the chat. Um, I supported a veteran tournament uh, on Veterans Day here in the local area. Um, it was outstanding. They had uh, 144 boats, and it was either uh, the boat driver was a veteran and took a veteran as a backseater. Um, it was a, an amazing tournament here in the local area. Uh, we donated to that. And, um, yeah, they had the, over $16,000 worth of uh, prizes that uh, folks gave from the, the local area. Uh, to support this veterans tournament. It's been going on for 12 years. He started out, his first tournament was eight boats, and they hit 144 this past weekend. So, yeah, Holy Monster Bass Cares. I saw, the, saw it flash up there for a second. I appreciate it, guys, and I'm going to get off the phone. Thanks a lot, Marty. We appreciate you, man. Thanks, Marty. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. So we got to say goodbye to the – to the aggressively yeah, average bounce. anglers, but I'm wondering if Will could stay on the line because we still have a few more callers that uh, may have questions about the rod that need answering. Yeah, I got a few, few minutes I can hang around. All right, three minutes. Got you it. can hit us up too on like Instagram or TikTok or you know, where YouTube if you got questions. Been answering them all week, so if you got more questions, you can hit us up there. 
All right. And well, you can go to our live in 25 minutes and we'll be done. Talk there. We'll, we'll be on in le- for like an hour or so. So, I mean, we're doing voting. We're actually voting on fishing rods tonight. So we're doing a, a bracket system. We've done this three other times, once with Debo and uh, Rand Dizzle as well. It's been a blast. So if you guys want to jump in, vote in chat, finish out the live with Rick, take care of these guys, hop on with us after. We'd appreciate it to have you. And then uh, we're going to do a lot of voting. MB is in there. So Monster Bass is in the brackets. Let's see how far we can take it. Uh, but if you have questions about the ultralight, we're happy to answer it there. Or just hit us up on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get in contact with us. All right. Last question before you go. All right, so the last time you were on the show, we, we decided to make a rod. So, what's, <laughs> what are, what are, we what are you going to make next? Uh, everyone, the, the second most asked question after what reel should I get is where's the BFS option? That, that's what it is. That's what it it's is. It's not close. Those are, the, those are the two most asked questions, hands you know, down. Rafi, you know what that is? Nope. Best friend syndrome? Why would anyone? (laughs) Why is it a syndrome? Because the only other word that popped into mind was sexy, and that that doesn't seem to fit. I mean, that doesn't. Maybe. I mean, maybe it does. I don't know. (laughs) That's insane. Just just so you guys know, I was the uh, first person ever to introduce a BFS rod to the United States uh, market. Well, it sounds like you're the most. Ooh, you're the best awesome. person to help us design the Monster wow. Bass. Well, I guess you're making one. a BFS now for Monster <laughs> yes. Bass. Black, Black Friday special? <laughs> All right. Well, Let's say okay. goodbye to these guys <laughs> so they can go get ready for their show. <laughs> Big Fat Sultan? And we'll talk about Big Fat Sultans <laughs> when, when they're gone. Guys, thanks a, lot for, uh, thanks a lot for being a part of this project. Really, really means a lot that we were able to do this and collaborate on it. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, I hope you guys have a good show tonight, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Bye for sure. Awesome. Thank you, man. We really appreciate you guys. All right, guys. See you well. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. We'll see ya. Later. All right. Oh, finally. Will. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Will, can you, uh, can you school us on BFS? Yeah, so base finesse system is basically oh. uh, it's a Japanese style of fishing that basically uses a bait casting uh, reel and rod for finesse applications. And it's not like you would use a normal like a spinning rod or anything like that. It's for kind of the way that they the, the Japanese have designed that system is specifically for cover fishing with with light lighter tackle, so uh, small rubber jigs. Um, you know, stuff that weighs anywhere from a 32nd of an ounce up to probably, you know, 316th of an ounce, you know, small rubber jig fishing, uh, micro Texas rigs, um, stuff like that. And so basically the concept behind it is in the mechanics of, the, of especially fishing in and around cover, uh, the hook set that you can get, the speed by which you can set the hook from a casting rod is going to be far superior to a spinning rod. Also, the accuracy by which you can kind of, you know, pitch and slip those baits into that cover is going to be far more accurate with a, uh, with a bait rod than it is with a spinning rod. And so they develop these systems where, you know, down in Japan, they have anywhere from ultralight to light-powered or even a medium-light-powered rod that's designed to fish in cover um so your blanks are going to be a little bit stiffer through probably you know 
probably 50% of the blank is going to be fairly stiff. And then you're going to get into a tip section. Um, when I first started designing rods in the United States market, um, it was a kind of a foreign concept. So I kind of had to do a little bit of a hybrid rod uh, for the first one into that particular market. But now that it's starting to become more popular, there's more and more brands that are starting to come out with them. Um, there's still a lot of techniques and stuff like that that the U.S. market isn't even aware of. There's a lot of rod technologies where you can get into solid tips. So the tip, normally a rod is, you know, kind of a cylinder. It's hollow on the inside. But you can get a lot stiffer butt sections if you do a solid tip. And that's where they roll that graphite almost like a uh, pencil. And it's completely solid all the way mm -hmm. through. But you can get a lot smaller diameters. So you can really get a lot of uh, softness in that tip, but also a really have a really small taper that allows you to keep the sensitivity and the and the power to be able to pull fish out of cover. And uh, it hasn't even really been tapped. Uh, but luckily, me coming from the Asian market in rod design, you know, I've been aware of bait finesse systems and been designing bait finesse rods since you know, you know, 2013, 2014. So. Hey. Um, I don't think there's a single rod designer in the United States that knows as much about bait finesse as I do. If I could toot my own horn a little bit there. All right. Well, uh, we've got a caller that wants to challenge you on uh, bait finesse systems. So uh, let's take let let's let's keep Will for these next two calls, and then let's let Will go because I think we've spent a, we've taken enough time out of his day, and it's late in the day. So. I think we need to keep Will for the next one call. Okay. And we could probably take the other call, just you and I. Okay. Sounds good. All right, go ahead. You're on go the air. Hi, guys. My name's Cassandra. Um, I was just calling to, you know, say that Rod, that, you know, Will helped make was, you know, really good. That's, you know, me and my husband have been looking for a rod, uh, ultralight rod for a while, just because the bass fishing in SoCal isn't so great right now. Sure. Um, what were... Um, what was the length of that rod? I missed that. Yeah, one I just looked up on screen. Uh, Jared, are you able to put that on the screen still or no? The the web address and the code, or not? Yeah, go to the other screen. There you go. We got we got mystery guest one and two. There you go. It's monsterbass.com slash triple A, and then the code okay. is triple A twenty, and that'll save you twenty percent. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then also, speaking of the BFS, my husband has a BFS rod and he absolutely loves it. So I think it would be a great idea if you guys, you know, came out with a BFS rod as well. Well, it sounds well, to me BFS, like you're going to um, need to. Real. All right. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think Will's into it. Well, uh, Will definitely into it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of different price points that you can do you know that we can get into i think a lot of a lot of bfs rods tend to be really high really really high price point they don't yeah they don't need to be though um there's you know different things that we can do um it is definitely a niche segment but it's definitely one that i think is going to be growing in popularity um i personally love it i think that bait finesse fishing Especially small rubber jigs. I would rather small. I'd rather throw at like a 16th ounce, you know, small rubber jig that I tied myself because there's not a lot, a lot of quality ones on the market. 
than a sanko. I, I can catch more fish fishing a tiny little jig than anybody could ever catch on a sanko. Okay. I mean, it's an absolute, as far as numbers are concerned, size-wise, it's not going to be a, a, a huge thing. But from the rod size of things, uh, we could definitely do one at pretty much any price point that uh, we want to do. So, Okay, so Super for high quality, Will, for everyone that's, everyone that's sitting at home, it's like, all right, bait finesse system. Can someone just dumb it down for me so that I understand? Because it's more than just fishing some small bait because I've got an ultralight rod. So what makes, what's the difference between an ultralight rod and this and, and what we're talking about now? Yeah, so you're using a bait caster, right, rather than a spinning reel. So think of it when you, how you set the hook on the spinning rod, right? You pretty much have to raise your entire arm up to set the hook, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if your arm is up holding the rod out in front of you perpendicular to your body in order to really set that hook well, you have to kind of raise your entire arm up to, you know, 90 degrees. But with a bait casting rod, when you get that initial bite, <laughs> You can literally just flip the wrist and you're immediately setting the hook on that fish. Mm. So it's, there, there, there are some differences when it comes to, you know, skipping under docks or pitching and flipping into cover. You can be a lot more accurate with a bait caster than you can with a spinning reel. It takes a lot more skill to be as accurate with a spinning reel as you can be with a bait caster. So um, also to bait finesse isn't super finesse it's, it's almost kind of like power finesse right so you're not using two to four pound test line you're using you know eight to ten pound test but you're doing it with you know with smaller bait and in order to have a smaller bait you need to have softer and lighter powered rods in mm. order to be able to cast those effectively and accurately so you know you can't really throw eight ounce jigs with a you know medium powered casting rod it's just it's not going to be, sure. you can do it, but it's not going to be effective or accurate, right? So right. it's basically kind of bridging the gap. You still need, there's still a place for spinning tackle, but it, it kind of just bridges the gap into the areas where you, you want that same accuracy and uh, hook setting power from a casting rod in a finesse situation. But it allows you to, for, there's a lot of people that don't really like using spinning tackle, and it gives them the opportunity to fish some techniques. You can fish shaky heads with it. You can fish all different kinds of finesse techniques with a casting rod, and it's it's just it's more fun for people that really enjoy, you know, fishing with a casting rod. Too. All right. Love it. Hey, Cassandra. Yeah. Where, uh, where, where, what's your, what's your home lake like? We're, you're basically in my backyard, so I'm just curious. Like, where 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 do you and your husband go? So, we live um, in the Riverside County area. So, like, we'll fish uh, Fulmore. Um, every once in a while, we'll do Diamond Valley. With a lot of, a lot of the rain that we had, unfortunately, since we're bank fishermen, um, the reservoir had rise, which is really good but it left it where it was nothing but weeds for, yeah. you know, bank fishermen. And um, we like to go to Lake Gregory um, and Jinx, my son, he's nine. He loves going to Jinx because he's, he's the pan fisherman. Sure. So, of course, he has fun there. I love it. I love that. But those, those are our main lakes. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I want to give her one of the prizes. I think you should. All right, so uh, 
Cassandra, th was this your first time calling in? <clears throat> Cassandra, Sorry. Was this your first time calling in? Yes, this is. All right. Do me a favor and, and email us your, your name and address at marketing at monsterbash.com. We're going to send you a box full of stuff as our way of saying thank you for calling in. And I uh, appreciate your support. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I hope you guys have a great, you know, Thanksgiving. And right now we're getting a lot of rain. So if you're getting the rain, yeah, we, are, we sure are. We are, too. Representing the Inland Empire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the weather can never make up its mind. That's right. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. All right. You, too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And then... Uh, well, I noticed that there were some people in the comments that were asking uh, what was like a uh, economical bait finesse type of a reel. I think the cheapest one right now is going to be like your Team Loose Pro SP, and that's got a shallow spool. So any any basically any bait casting reel that's got a shallow spool is going to give you the best, um, you know, options for bait finesse fishing. Mm. Love that. Dropping knowledge everywhere you go. So, all right. Should we? Uh, well, uh, I want to say yeah. thank you for uh, for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, but uh, as always, we appreciate it. It sounds like we're gonna have to go design another rod or two, and. Uh, <laughs> Yes, we're gonna have to keep that yeah, conversation rolling. So maybe even maybe at some point even do like a BFS box or something at some point. You never know. I mean, I know nothing about that, but I would love to. I would love to maybe make something like that happen. So definitely, we'll have to have a conversation. So uh, I hope you and your family have a, a really happy, uh, really happy holiday, and uh, thanks for being on the show with us. You too, and hopefully next time I can be on screen. Uh, today I had to, my son had soccer practice at the exact same time, so we're we're multitasking here. So. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Maybe we'll have a whole show on uh, BFS, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. So thanks a lot, man, and uh, we will talk with you soon. All right, thanks for having me. All right, man. Easy guys, have a great holiday. See right, you. Thanks. Well. Bye. God, I gotta right, tell thanks. you. Bye bye. Right, bye. I got to tell you, every time he's on, I just want to like ask like lots of questions, but I realize we have a show, but I feel like I learned something new every single time. I'm like, how, I mean, how did you find him? Like he's, um, I met him at a trade show with, uh, God, what's the brand? Uh, it's like, I feel like we found the Mr. Miyagi of like rod design. For sure. You know? For sure. For sure. And uh, he was just like a really cool guy, and I'd only seen him at trade shows, and like it was pretty obvious. Like when when it came time to make a rod, right? Like you can maybe make a mistake with a bait, but not when you're spending the kind of money you're spending to build a rod. And I was like, I know nothing about this stuff, right? Like I'm like, here's what I want. So you just find good people that you can trust that you know are going to make something quality. And I mean, lunker sticks are pretty darn good. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I think, we, I think, uh, I think the collaboration with the aggressively average anglers hit it out of the park and, uh, you know, I'm going to see what else we've got in terms of orders, but, uh, we, we have someone on the line, don't we? We do. All right. Should we go to that next call? You said it was okay to let 
will go. Yeah, I think I think so. I don't. Before think- we do, hold on. I want to say thank you to uh, Haley Haley Flasher. She uh, Haley's a, Haley's a girl's name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She bought a rod too. Um, I think I think there went out. So yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's put it up on the screen one more time. Can you switch us to four? And uh, just so you guys know, if you guys want, uh, you know, monsterbrass.com slash AAA, code AAA20. It's a show special today. It'll save you 20%. Um, let's, uh, let's remind everyone we're giving away two more prizes. Uh, how are we giving away those prizes, Rafi? Um, one is uh, golden tickets that Fixie is going to pick. Yep. And then the other is uh, whoever it has the best comment who's winning the chat. Mm, so far, mm. it's uh, Billy McFadden is in the lead. Nice. With his comment that says, all this talk about tips and butts, I may need to leave the live and go chase my wife around. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> all right. If you, so, so that means if you haven't put in your golden ticket into the chat, you still have time. So just take your golden ticket numbers, put them in the chat, and when we're done, Fixie's going to pull one, and we're going to hook you up with something else. Um but let's uh, let's take this next call. All right. Who we got? Who we got? Who do we got on the line? I don't know. I'm, 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 Hello, my people. It oh. is the holiday season. What's up there, boys and girls? What's going I know on? You miss me. I miss you too. Just been busy in Cali. We got rain today. Just want to say hey, hey, hey. What's happening, Rick? What's up, Ralphie? <laughs> What's up, Ralphie, Gambit? AKA Ralphie. <laughs> Well, we, not only do we, a.k.a. Ralphie, but uh, I introduced him to someone today that gave him a whole new nickname, too. Oh, yeah. So, that was not yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he was calling him Rapey. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Before he before he knew my name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. You know, my remodeling is all done now, man, for the holidays. Cash remodel, kitchen remodel. Things getting back slower than normal. You know, I look up on the board. They got a new board there in front of the forum. I said, I wonder if Rick gets tickets to uh, the Eagles' final concert that's going on at the forum next year. So, Come you know, on. they got Steely Dan <laughs> along with the Eagles. I said, Rick and Rob, he's probably going to be going to that concert. So I said, hey, wait call in and see how they're doing. What's up there, guys? Wait a minute. <laughs> I was at the forum wait, wait, a week wait. and a half ago. Yeah, Mr. Gambit, why do you think I would go see the Eagles? Is it because I'm white? Well, come on, no, because you know I love the Eagles too, man. What no, happens you is, don't. you know, when they say they're it's never going to score again, it's if always, you, if you like the Eagles, Gambit, you would not have like missed the opportunity. Fire, they're going to stop, yeah. you know, doing the tour thing too. Yeah, whatever. Gambit, if you if you like the Eagles, you would not have missed the opportunity to tell Rick to take it easy. I mean, that just would have popped into your head immediately. <laughs> well, see, guys, that's you got to understand, man. When you like music, good music is good music, man. You got to love good music when you're in America. Yeah. We got everything. That's the best part about being in America, the diversity of the music we got here, and it will last forever. Yeah, we have influenced the world. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm actually going to go see Depeche Mode. See Depeche Mode? See, I knew that already. Yeah. See, Are you Mode going to see Depeche Mode? Fears, so you know about those old groups. They're all coming back right now, yeah. man. I'm telling you, I've been seeing wait. some of this stuff and up wait. on the board. A you lot ready of guys for you back in the '90s? They're, they're they're going back and touring now. Yeah, and you ready for this? I also tomorrow I'm or not tomorrow Friday I'm buying tickets. This is gonna date me. Sammy Hagar 
Michael Anthony, uh, Jason Bonham, and uh, I don't know who. Oh, Joe Satriani. Joe Satriani. They're basically going to do like a Van Halen tribute tour all around the country. See, and you're confessing to buying the tickets. I already knew. Yeah. You just told me you're buying tickets. I knew you were the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Someone's got to. Someone's got to go to the forum to see Van Halen or the Van Halen tribute. <laughs> Whatever. I like it. I'm how, good. Can I ask you, Rick? How how much are Depeche Mode tickets? Well, okay. And are you paying? Are you paying retail, or do you have a guy? I have a guy. All right. Good. Good. Good man. It's going to cost. No, for how many? So at this, at this time, guys, you know, oh. you know this is already the holiday season. And the Black Friday stuff is coming, guys. Are you guys ready for all this crazy Black Friday madness that's happening, man? Rick, I know you're sending yeah. out emails now, so let the boys know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so, so I feel like I got the right guy on the phone. So what, what do you say we pivot for a minute? Do we have other callers on the line or no? Nope, we're good. Okay, great. So let's talk Black Friday, Gambit. Here's the deal. Okay. Uh, okay. I am going to, I came into a very large quantity. Uh, oh, I like this. I like this. Of baits that I need to dump. And by dump, I mean like I got to give them away. I got to make room in my, in my thing. And so... Uh, by dump, I mean I got a lot of Guggen baits that I'm going to give away or I'm going to sell for like, I don't know, two, three bucks a pack. I don't know. Oh, my goodness, man. That's going to be fun. You know, the Guggen baits work, man. Some people frown on them, man, but as long as you're cranking and yanking, everything is all good. <laughs> yeah. I've got another Black Friday. So I'm going to run some store-wide special as well that where, where you'll save up to 75% store-wide. But I had an order today shipped to me of uh, rods and reels. And I'm going to... Wow, it's going to be fun. So and they're not my brand. So forget Lunker Sticks. They're not included in this deal. I'm going to when when I'm gonna have a buy one get one free sale on all rods, reels, and combos. And I got a boatload of stuff coming in. Bait casters, spinning, uh, you name it. Um a whole bunch of it just shipped today that I I, I just acquired in time uh, for Black Friday, and I'm gonna send it out to the monster bass community ahead of time to allow you to pre-purchase it in advance of Black Friday. So I'm going to give you guys like two days to buy me out of everything. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're sold out by Black Friday, but uh, we're definitely going to be sold out. But I got a, I got some sweet stuff coming. And uh, Rick, make sure they're, uh, they got on your VIP list. If they're not on that VIP list, they're not going to get the link in time you're doing it. And it's very important, guys, to be on Rick's VIP list so they'll get that message when Rick sends it and says you got 48 hours or 24 hours. you got to be on that list or you don't get it. Some of that stuff sells out fast. Now, I tell people, Rick, you know, we've been talking about swim baits and throwing stuff. And the Burley Boys, I love that they got little rods now because they're going to be very confused in 2024. These guys just started throwing big baits this past year. Mm -hmm. So I know for sure they're going to be so freaking confused on what bait to throw with what rod. 
I am looking for the confusion in their yaks. When they start yakking, it's going to be a funny sight to see with them throwing an eighth ounce from their little rods to an eight ounce to a big rod. Now, they got a Kuma account, too. It's going to be funny seeing which guys, what they're going to throw when they throw. Because when these guys are on the water and they get frustrated, they throw anything and everything. This is true. This is true. And uh, how do we get on my VIP list? You go to monsterbass.com and you and you put that information in. There's a link on the monsterbass.com that when you go there, you sign up, you put your email. You know, Rick will send an email sometimes, but he's guaranteed to send you a text. When you get that text, and make sure you get the right number. Some people change their phone numbers and they forget that they got a new number. You got to make sure your right number is loaded in on the app. When you load oh, the right number, you're going to get the text. Now, Rick, yeah. Rick knows I get these texts all the time. When they get them to me, sometimes Rick don't even know I got them yet. And those texts come out. When they come out, I tell Rick, when, when I fell in love with Monster Bass, you know, we talked about this a couple of years back. When you brought those uh, those crop dusters, when there was a swim bait with a propeller in the belly, I'm yeah. going to tell you, dude, you gave me a couple of them. I, I looked at them. I bought a couple of those things. I said, let me try a couple of these things out. And then about a week or so later, you said, here, get 10 of them. Get every color we got. And that's the thing that I looked at. I said, okay, I got to pick every freaking color. I'm a swim bait enthusiast. I had to have all of them. Do you know how cool it is to get every one of those baits, man, and throw them? Oh, my God. It's the most fun thing to do, pull them out, and people look at it like, where do you get those from? I said, monsterbass.com. They got them all. Yeah, Hopefully they didn't sell out. Yeah. So if you're not on the VIP list and you want to get these exclusive texts, just text VIP to 46083. That's VIP to 46083. And breaking news, uh, Draymond Green has been suspended five games for choking Rudy Gobert in last night's game. But that's neither here nor there. We're not going to get into it. So uh, he just choke somebody every season? Yeah, pretty much. Any time that Steph Curry's not going to play, Draymond's looking for a reason to get out of a game because yeah. he knows he doesn't have a shot. So, um, All right, Gambit. What? The NBA action is fantastic, guys. That choking last night was something else. I said, NBA is going to have everybody tuning in to see exactly when is the next choke going to happen. Draymond, how many days will it be suspended? When I tell you NBA action now, it is fantastic, man. I'm telling you, with these new courts, I'm actually liking the new courts. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, Gambit, tell me what, uh, before we let you go, what, what are you having for uh, Thanksgiving? Ham or turkey? Actually, don't answer that. I know the uh, answer. We're going to do both. And my family, you know, what we do, and we're going to be ready out a little spot at my at my kid's place this year again. So we're going to have turkey and ham. You know, we're going to have a honey baked ham, and, of course, we're going to have the turkey. Turkey's going to be catered. We're going to, you know, instead of us frying it, they're going to have a, a guy that fries them, and, they, and my son is picking it up. So it's Oof. like, I'm doing the mashed potatoes. I always do the mashed potatoes. So I make great, great creamy mashed potatoes. I'm good at that. I so love it. I'll be doing the mashed potatoes, and that's what I'm bringing. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, man. Hope you have you and the family have a, a happy Thanksgiving, and thanks a lot for calling. Okay, buddy. Take care. I love you guys. Keep right. up. Ready for 2024. Take care, guys. All right, man. See you All again. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye. You know what, Rick? What? We got called out in the chat. What? Well, I forgot something. I don't know if you forgot it. Well, the show's not over. Okay. Last week, we talked about names. Bait names. Uh, yeah. Who's the producer of this show? It's Beth Langston, I think. She's the one uh, who reminded us. So Beth's already mad at me. Although, no, no I no, think no, she's, she's happy now. We well, she didn't get it yet. We sent it out. No, no, on, no. no on but Monday. but but she's getting the free bait Friday, right? Like there was a problem, and she was like not happy, and understandably so. But like, but we solved her problem. So, all right. So guys, let's make sure that next week. 
Are we having a show next week? Yeah, we have uh, Mikey Balls on next week. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Next week, we will go through the baits, the names, all of that. I think Mikey Balls would be a fun person to be a part of the naming of some of these baits. Yeah, I also like the idea of the uh, Draymond uh, chokeworm. <laughs> oh my god all right fixie why don't you pick a uh a winner for uh oh oh yeah, yeah. yeah i i want to do trophy room right now i want you to do trophy room. all right so as you guys know we we exist for uh many reasons but one of them is we want to help you catch your personal best and uh each and every week we get so many submissions and i we try to sit we try to show them all but uh we picked five, and uh, and we want to share them with you. And if you if you have the opportunity to uh, share your your PB with us, just head over to monsterbass.com slash PB. Upload your picks. If we use them on the air, we'll send you a little something. So let's give a big shout-out uh, to the first person, Chris McLean, with an 8-pound, 4-ounce. He caught it on a, uh, on a finesse rod. Uh, second one's Brian Death, uh, Deathrow. Five pounds, five ounces on a hover rig. Dang, we should be Death talking row about row records. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Payne with a beast. 13 pounds, three ounces from in Mississippi. I mean, look at this thing. Wow. According to this, he's been a member, Monster Bass member since swim bait. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure what that means. I mean, does this qualify as a... Is a show. Uh, I, I believe he caught it on a. <laughs> I believe he caught it on a 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, that that's a beast. Wow, that's a beautiful picture. Uh, Charles Veluck, ten pounds one ounces. Does that look like ten pounds one ounce? I mean, that's a sick picture. That's a great and, picture. All right, is that color? Wait, hold on. Is this color corrected? I mean, he caught this thing on a frog. He's been a member for since 2020. Charles with a double digit dog. I love this thing, but this picture is way too pretty. Like, yeah. I mean, I would expect to see this on his dating profile. Yeah. And then That's I would funny. expect to see all the girls go, if you've got a picture of a fish, head over to farmersonly.com. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's the uh, new uh, petting a tiger. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then last but not least, a name that I know. I know this name, Robert Dunphy Jr. Eight pounds, 14 ounces on a jackhammer. That's a beast. That's a great looking fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. All right. So uh, congratulations to you guys. We'll, uh, I guess we'll get you a little something in the mail. Uh, so thanks for uh, submitting your picks. And uh, Jared, you got a you got a, a winner for us? Yeah, I got one lined up. All right. Uh, I chose Lauren Girk. Hopefully I said your name correctly. Um, you had quite a few tickets. I Gerky? Gerky? Thanks. Girk. So. Um, how about you correct me by emailing uh, marketing at monsterbass. How the hell are they going to correct you? I well, e just email. No, just give me a breakdown of the oh, pronunciation. Oh, okay. For, hey. for all of our wonderful listeners, when we say email us at, uh, at marketing at monsterbass.com, uh, save us a little bit of back and forth and also give us like your shipping information and stuff. So we don't have to keep looking it up. Mm. Um, cause a lot, you'd be surprised. A lot of people are just like, Hey, I won. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Well, <laughs> I, I guess I didn't really yeah. ask for it, so I guess we should. <laughs> is anyone, like, why is Fix so lit up when oh. there's no lights on him? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I just look good. Is that it's all the happy yeah. dads? Let me let me save you guys so that way uh, you can just have two better people looking, good looking in the room. Here you go. No, that's oh, fix. No, he's right. Oh. <laughs> I mean. And and we got the winner of the chat. All right, before you do that, do me do do me a favor, guys. Get, hit the thumbs up button. Let us know that we're doing a good job, or at least let me know. So you know, yesterday was a rough day, and so I need a little dopamine hit. Is, uh, I could use some of that. Um, how many thumbs up we got? 40, 49. No, we, we, got, we got 70. 49. Wait a minute. With the show that we had, the knowledge we dropped, and the aggressively average anglers, is it because they're average? Where do you see 49? I always get confused because you always seem to be reading off numbers that don't <laughs> line up with what I'm looking at. Are you just making it up? Or are you looking at something different that really says 49? Listen. This is my show. <laughs> I, I'm looking right there on the screen, and I see 41. Oh, no, Set. we just lost one. We're at 48 because of you. Oh. Well, I see 71. I feel like don't know what you I don't know what you're looking at, but that's not, that's not it. Um, <laughs> yeah, do me a favor. Give us a thumbs up. If you want to watch it, if you're watching this in uh, a rerun, hopefully it's because you've uh, subscribed to us wherever you can consume your favorite podcast. You're not if you're not subscribed to our podcast, head over to Spotify or where else is this podcast shown? Is that a fixed question or me? I mean, you don't know the answer. Spotify, fix, Apple Podcasts, Jiminy Christmas. What are we doing here? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We up on YouTube. Amazon? Not yet. Looking into it. All right, great. Uh is there anything going on in the chat, Rafi? Because I can't see the screen. So when yeah. I pick a number, I'm just everyone's, I'm just making everyone's it correcting you. What it's, do you mean? Everyone's like <laughs> four. Best, C, best saw seven. David sees seventy four. Justin sees seventy two. Lone Wolf's got seventy four. Blind Eyes got seventy five. I don't uh, see that. And now we're up to seventy seven. Yeah, and, and how many thumbs down? Eighty one. None. Thank God. No one do it. Please. <laughs> oh, someone's going to do it just to piss me off. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, listen. We had a really great show. Wait. Can, I, can I do the winner of the chat now? No. Uh, all right. Go ahead. Give it away. All right. Uh, Billy McFadden, congratulations. Uh, all this talk about tips and butts. I may need to leave and go chase my wife around. That, uh, that did it. That was up well, there for a while. What's his name? Billy Madison? Billy McFadden. All right, Billy McFadden, we're going to make your dreams come true. Oh, we got thumbs down. <laughs> That's not cool. Oh, oh thank it's God. It's thumbs. All right, thank you. I bet you. that was blind eye, too. <laughs> he, was, he, he, he was using the wrong eye. Um, all right, Billy, we're going to end this show so that you can go chase your wife around because, listen, far be it from me to prevent a man from chasing around... Butts with tips. Um, we're going to let that happen. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Next week, we've got uh, we've got Mikey Balls on the show. I promise you we will go through the bait names. Um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you and your families have a really great one. Ham or turkey in the comments. Tell me which one, ham or turkey. We'll see you next week.
Sweep the leg! Oh, <laughs> <my God. Yes. laughs>